time to rejoin the conversation. Okay, we are back and here we go. Party politics. So, uh, with everything going on in the Trump White House, it may be overlooked that the Dems gained some ground last week in the midterm elections. And uh, there, of course, was a few other tidbits that happened in politics last week. And we're going to talk about them. So, uh, first, uh, Sheriff Roy Moore, uh, running for Senate, <clears throat> and uh, so he gets on stage in the, uh, oh, how was it described earlier today? I thought that was hilarious. In the, uh, in the uh, cowboy costume from Toy Story. And uh, <laughs> so he gets on stage in, uh, in the cowboy outfit and pulls the gun out of his, out of his waist holster uh, as he's doing, uh, you know, uh, an, an election rally to get himself elected for state senate. Uh, and then the next week, it was found out that he had possibly molested a 14 year old girl a few years back. And I think he's, he's let's say. He's, but he thought she was 16. Let, let's, let's say he was, he's 60. This happened when he was like 32. Yeah, he was 32. So, uh, and it, so, first, ew. Uh, child molester, you need to go to jail. But here's here's the rub. He tries to <laughs> he tries to say that the age of consent in this in the state is sixteen. So it should it so and he thought she was sixteen, so it should have been okay. <laughs> and uh, rightfully so, quite a few people from his own party, for that matter. A call for him to step down, uh, but it looks like he is refusing to step down. And um, go. <laughs> I don't even know where else to go. I see it on Saturday Night Live, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did a skit on it, yeah. That's all I heard about it. But, uh. Yeah, well, they said he, he um, uh, didn't he plead guilty to pornography, but not to child pornography but not to the I thought they said rape but oh, I mean I guess technically yeah, statutory, rape. statutory rape. Yeah. But there's more women coming um, forward. Yeah there's another one today who said she was 15 Yeah. and he picked her up at a restaurant and said she, he would give her a ride home because he went to this restaurant all the time and uh, all he did was drive around back in the parking lot and lock the door and try to grab her and yeah. shove her head down towards his cock and Normally, if you if you go that young, you that's kind of that's your thing. That's your thing. Yeah, yeah. You like R. Kelly straight up. Like yeah. That's, that's your Allegedly. <laughs> so, but, but doesn't it show the audacity of people now? Since we've, ironically, we're in this particular administration, it just shows the audacity of people and what they're willing to run on, based on any kind of morals. Well, he he's not stepping down because he doesn't see anything wrong with it. He he thinks that. Uh, well, we had this conversation this morning that just how everything is. Uh, I mean, people are coming out of the woodwork on stuff, and 
um, you know, just at the beginning of, well, during um, election uh, time when they were, when the whole, you know, uh, Trump caught on tape, you know, and it just, uh, because nothing happened to him. Yeah, I, I personally feel like this is a, like a national backlash over that moment. Like, so you had a guy caught on tape saying, I do horrific shit. And he still gets elected president. And so now, again, everybody's like, oh, that. And they're just well, you look going. At it, it, what, but it's it didn't the stop there with his. It was the, he was, li I mean, literally on tape. Everybody heard it. Um, then the whole Miss America thing came out and nothing ever happened. It was all just swept away because I think at the same time that that happened was when the DNC shit was leaked and people forgot about that to some extent and had a whole nother thing to be upset about and then started in on the Russia stuff and blah, blah, blah. So it just, I think it's, we talked about it last week, you know, this isn't new behavior, but at some point people have to be held accountable for the things they do and the things they say. Well, right. that, that, that would be the difference. I mean, I think, in my mind, the things that separate the Trump tape versus all the other things that are coming out is Trump just sounded like a stupid frat kid when he was talking on the Access Hollywood tape. I don't even, I, and half the time I think he's full of shit anyway. Yeah, so I don't know what he does in life or not. I have no idea if he really walks around just grabbing chicks by the snatch and going, hey, hey you know, I'm Donald Trump. I have no idea. Maybe he does, maybe he does. But so far I haven't seen a whole rush of people coming out and saying he's done it. These are very specific allegations by a lot of people um, multiple times by when they were kids, when they were, yeah. you know, throughout throughout their professional careers, uh, and that's a huge separator to me. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not excusing Trump by any stretch. I just think he's a fucking moron. But it's very different to be caught on a tape saying something really, really no, stupid I think that, versus I think somebody saying offense, that you were the, that you assaulted I a think, 14 year old girl. Now that's I think different. the punishment should be equivalent to the crime. I don't think that somebody that has been accused of raping or molesting or you know whatever someone that's not the same punishment but there is a morality that he does not have that i expect from my president well, i don't a, care that's what a different argument to me it, i mean and but again. it's not because that behavior that's an indicator of other behavior i'm, I'm a true believer of like where there's smoke there's fire for sure and I watch The Breakfast Club a lot. I don't know if you're familiar with Charlemagne <laughs> the God out there oh, yeah. in podcast land. He just he just he just gave himself dunk the other day, the other day, um, and he was really disappointed in himself that he had just now realized that he had been raised in rape culture, and he he breaks it down like his his theory behind this and just like women being objectified and just like the how normal it may seem within our community within the world and it's just sad it's like wow and there were some stats behind it. i don't know how factual they were but it's like one in every three women have been a victim or two in every three women have been a victim of some sort of sexual advance or uh, sexual harassment or groping or just anything 
and it's kind of just resting in the rug. It's almost like it's going on, but there's no light shine on it. And I think that this kind of just what that is right now. It's like I've been living in this culture for so long, and now it's like, hey, well, this happened. Well, I've got rights. I've got platform now, I've got social media, I can come out and speak, you know, people are becoming more self-aware, and I think that it's like, stuff that happens in the dark just comes to light, and like he says, I mean, these are very specific, like, detailed allegations that, that's the thing somebody's sitting around making them up for the, for, for the press. Well, I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> like with, uh, let's just take Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like, every accuser has the same basic story. Mm -hmm. So, and that lets you know whether or not statute of limitations has ran out and you can press charges or not, that at one point in his life, he had a real M.O. Mm -hmm. Like, he was, he was drugging and, and, and sleeping with these women while they were, you know, incapacitated. And... And he felt like it was okay because he was like, oh, well, you know, you know, she needed, she needed to relax. Like, she needed to relax or she needed to stop saying no. <laughs> like, like it, and, and, and what I'm hearing across, whether it's the Hollywood people or the politicians, or, when there's multiple allegations coming out against these people, you hear the same stories about these in particular people, like the, the thing that they're into. Like Anthony Weiner enjoyed taking pictures and, and texting them to, to underage girls. That's what, that was his thing. And it just, it, it you know, we talked uh, last podcast just about, you know, powerful men behaving badly. And, you know, and I think that does get to the whole kind of point of kind of, you know, I, I, I step back just slightly from calling it rape culture only because I do think, too, there have been uh, incidents where people have tried to make something, you know, quote unquote rapey that wasn't. Like I remember when, uh, uh, when the song Blurred Lines came out. There's this whole hipster chick movement. To, like, oh, this song's so rapey. I'm like, wait, what? Is it hipster chick? Yeah, I was just like, it was rapey. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, then it made me really start listening to the song again. And I'm like, no, he didn't say, you know, like, it's a, like, no is a blurry line. He didn't, he never said anything close to that in the, in the song. So, like, you know, I, now, whether or not, you know, there have been, you know, like I remember when Rick Ross got hit with the the thing. He put out the he put out the the mix the, the mixtape record, and, but it had references to to drugging uh, you know drugging a girl in her champagne or whatever, and 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 he got massive backlash and dropped from sponsorships and 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 rightfully so. Right. Um, but it you know but. I, I, I hate to paint everybody with that brush, but when we're talking about some of these particular bad actors, 
There are there are some. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Was it about a year or so ago? Those the college students that got accused of rape and they found out that the girl lied. The Rolling Stone article, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do. I can't Duke remember how long ago that yeah, wasn't. Right, yeah, it had to have been within the last year or so. But I mean, you you paint people the way you. It, it's all your interpretation. You're only hearing bits and pieces of it, you know, and it. But I guess to your point, when you keep hearing the same story, the same things from different people that have never met each other, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, there's some weight to it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So all, all this stuff's been kind of obviously popping up on the news and everything, and I, I thought it was interesting with, with everyone, as they should be very frustrated um, that these kinds of things have gone on. And I saw someone that post on Reddit said, hey, by the way, I just want to remind everyone, there's a full Wikipedia page uh, devoted to Donald Trump's sexual misconduct allegations. In fact, he has an entire Wikipedia page. He has like 16 um, people. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, it was interesting. So I was kind of reading through this, and he said, during a, during a Howard Stern interview in 2005, Trump described his practice of walking in unannounced while beauty pageant contestants were naked. Mm -hmm. And it's, quote, I go backstage before a show and everyone's getting dressed and ready and everything else. You know, I know men, so you know no men are anywhere and I'm allowed to go there because I'm the owner of the pageant and therefore I'm inspecting. And I check in and say, is everything okay? You know, they're standing there with no clothes on and you see these incredible looking women and so I sort of get away with things like that. But no, I've been very good. <laughs> well, that came out during the election and he was... Nobody had a problem with it. I shouldn't say nobody. Yeah. Not enough people had a problem I mean, with it. But again, it's like it's it's him talking about it himself, which I just find in an environment right. where you're prone to say stupid shit that half the time isn't even true anyway. Because I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, I listen every day, and half the shit people say is just completely fake. So I, I well, don't know, and you know what the environment okay. before you go on that show is anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, if it is fake. He's even worse than if he actually did that because you think that that's something that you should be able to brag about and it's cool. <laughs> I, I just, I, again, I, I heard it, I've heard it a million times, Howard's played it a million times since. I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of the point of the show is to just be I, ridiculously but stupid. But that's the thing, but right? And you know I love you, so don't think I'm like mad at you or anything. But that <coughs> that attitude right there is exactly the reason that some people get away with it and others don't. Because, oh, he was just joking. It was just, it's not okay to joke about stuff like that. It's, it's fine to joke about it if you're joking. It's no, not okay it's to not. joke about it No, it's not. Because you, you, sat know, at the, you sat at a table here and got on to Dave about saying grabbing somebody by the pussy is locker room talk. Yeah. You got on to him about that. Sure. But what, basically what you're saying that he did on Howard Stern is okay and it's quote unquote locker room talk. No, I think if Howard Stern is a locker room, first off, <laughs> and so I, I, I would expect that to be on the show. Secondly, in my mind, it is a world of difference between uh, just saying stupid shit to get shock value like a Howard Stern does, and I'm not about to throw Howard Stern in jail either. Uh, because that's the point he of the show. He didn't say it's it. Like, he's, his, his whole show is set up to do nothing but this kind of shit. I mean, come on. It shouldn't it's a, matter what platform it is. Yes, it does. It matters no, a thousand it doesn't. percent. And this is 2005, 
You know, he had no presidential aspiration at that point anyway. Who would have thought that uh, happened? Yes, once? he did. No, he didn't. Who would have thought he ever really seriously could have run for president? I mean, nobody. Honor. It was just a for how many years, I get though. it. And, he, and everybody took it as a joke. The fact that he actually won just makes everybody look stupid. And I'm fine with going along with that it was a weird, strange time in the world where stupid shit apparently was allowed. But no, I, that that didn't bother me when he said it then. It doesn't the bother you, but you're not a woman either. I did. I understand. But that's half the population who's sitting around going, this doesn't bother me. And I know a lot of women who listen to the show and go, eh, you don't bother me that bad. You know? And also, I, the whole Louis C.K. thing, while I find it bizarre, I think it's absolutely strange behavior to the want what? to jerk off Louis C.K. Oh. I just, I'm baffled that people just don't get up and walk out. You know? Just leave. I mean, it just seems Super strange to me. The whole thing is weird. Like, everything about it's weird. I, in my mind, I guess I try to split it out and go, I don't want to get caught up in a bunch of weird little side traps of, of stupid stuff that people have said. Even, I think it's bizarre to jerk off in front of somebody and ask them to come to your trailer to do it. That's just really weird. But, is it a crime? Probably not. But I've, I would rather focus on people who are victims of crimes. Because that's where I think you really need to start. Because mm -hmm. the rest of the shit is pales in comparison to what some of these people really did. Uh, and, and that bothers me infinitely more. Roy Moore, fucking kids, that's disgusting. And it's too bad that he can't well, be arrested I, for it at this but point. But that's why I said the punishment should fit the crime. There is no crime. They're there. not all... <coughs> mm, all right, we're it's just going to have to disagree, uh, agree to disagree on it. Because there, there are levels of crime. Listen, I, I'm not advocating the behavior. I'm not saying, man, man, high five. I'm, in fact, I would never high five Louis C.K. again. I don't know where his hands went. But, uh, <laughs> you know, recently. But, I, you know, again, not a crime to me. Terrible idea. Horrifically I'm bad. Not, I, don't I don't call even it know harassment. What, I, I haven't heard bizarre. what's going on with Louis C.K. But I, I was talking about Trump. I, I, it's the so. whole thing. I mean, Louis C.K. was a huge story this past week. He yeah. got dropped by Netflix, HBO, yes. uh, FX, and Fox, and all yeah. this yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, his they're pulling his movie. Publicist and agency. Yeah, they're pulling um, his movie yeah. that he's I mean, got coming out. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh yeah, and which I do difference between politicians and Hollywood. Um, which again, we've had that conversation. So all of these Hollywood people have basically lost their entire lives. And then you've got somebody that's been asked to step down in politics and isn't, and his name is going to be on the ballot, and there's no other option unless you write somebody in or you, you know, and how many people remember to write somebody in? Well, all that means is the Democrats going to win, and he can't. He can't withdraw. And it's unfortunate. He, he could withdraw. No, he could. He could say, "I won't take it, even if you vote for me. I can't. I'm not gonna take it." I'm gonna but he doesn't. Race. See. But the ballot's already printed and mailed. He yeah. Can, you can't get his name off the ballot regardless. Yeah, that's so, right. You know, that's the only thing you can do. Or the Republicans can refuse to seat him as a Republican. Right. Uh, so they could no avoid. How do you refuse to seat somebody if they're elected? Because it's part of the bylaws of the party. Of you can absolutely not seat that person. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's move forward because it sounds like we have a we have another whole podcast that we can devote to uh, to. We don't need to devote. Well, but I I do hear something here where, like I said, Hollywood can get convicted in the court of public opinion, and that's all that needs to happen. Versus politicians, that there's a real process to remove them from office or remove them from ballots or. 
and and so bad stars in general. Yeah, so bad bad actors, quote unquote. Uh, depending upon your profession, well, it mean, makes it at, more difficult. Look at athletes. Well, I and mean, it's the same thing. I yeah. mean, it's you know, there's there's a protocol to remove an athlete from a team, if, and there's probably clauses in their contract for morality and other things sure. that if you know if they uh, if they get caught doing something that they're not supposed to, they'll get yanked. Now, it's not to say they won't ever get let back in, but there is usually a clause. There just doesn't happen to be a clause in the, uh, in the political arena. That, because none of them would be there. That, that allows the public to just say, nope. Oh, absolutely. Except, don't vote for that person. No, you, now, can, what you happens, can also do a recall in your state to, to have a whole other vote to kick that person out of office. Which it doesn't happen that often, yeah, but it yeah. does. I'm not saying it doesn't happen often. I'm saying there is a mechanism in place uh, to get somebody out of office that you think is a complete fucking idiot. You know, you can do that at any time. In fact, they did it in, in California. That's yeah, how that's Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that worked out well for him. They made a recall <laughs> vote, and he ended up becoming the winner in the next election. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the Dems and the seats that they gained in uh, last week's uh, last week's midterm there was a couple of notable seats that um, that uh, they gained one um, was uh, if I'm not mistaken it was an incumbent Republican that was uh, that was voted out and uh, a transgender uh, uh, woman in Vermont well a male that is now a woman, transgender, uh, got his seat. Um, so that was the huge thing, making making that person the first transgender person to uh, hold that type of office. Um, that was a big that was a big deal. I, I cannot, off the top of my head, remember the other the other seats right now. But there were at least three or four, if I'm not mistaken, seats gained mm-hmm. by the Dems. Um, in, in state elections. In, in state elections, right. And you know, the one thing that I kept hearing was that all of the uh, people on the Republican tickets tried to kind of trump it up in their uh, elections. <laughs> and um, and, that and that's what again. lost them their seats. Because apparently, uh, trumping it up doesn't work if you're not Trump. Well, they said um, somebody, I can't remember who the White House correspondent was on Good Morning America that they were asking about it, but they said um, it only really works in the general mm-hmm. presidential election, not in your, you know, yeah. when you're talking to your base, but not when you're talking to your um, direct constituents. Yeah. Not trying to, to go to sidetrack, but. You know, I'm noticing Obama's becoming a lot more visual, like from last week, Jerry yeah. shaking hands, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And it's a little out of character for a president that just got out of office. Is that because he's trying to do? I think it was only. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, it seems only unusual because Bush was has and still is so, so quiet. Um, quiet. Gotcha. But um, they said that it's out of respect for the new president that at least for the first hundred days they don't say, they don't comment, they go away, they, you know, and then they can do what they want to do. But I mean, you know, 
wonder if that's what Trump's going to do. Be quiet for him. Oh, days. police. He can't freaking be quiet for five minutes. Well, the other thing <coughs> I would say uh, on the Democratic election results one, I wasn't particularly surprised by any of the results. I think it would no. be hard to say he was surprised by him, uh, especially at the larger elections. No, I, I wasn't either. I was surprised by the vote margin in Virginia, but not the fact that uh, Gillespie lost. The one thing I thought was encouraging, I guess two things. One, a lot of women and a lot of Hispanic women picked up seats uh, a lot of, and a lot of times for the first time ever. Absolutely. And they won a lot of very local and state races, which it has been their won, biggest problem yeah, up to now. Yeah, up to now. said uh, they won six. Mm, six 60s. seats. Yeah. Six GOP-held seats. That makes sense. Yeah. I do want to say before we... Uh, close out this segment um, and I've said this on the show before but it really got me to thinking when those seats turned over do the Democrats need to uh, send Donald Trump a dozen roses and a bottle of champagne because um, it could very well be that his election will be the best thing that ever happened to the Democrats you know, because so many people... They finally look less dysfunctional. Well, yeah, like so <laughs> many people are angry at at, uh, at the current administration um, in his party and in, uh, in, uh, in the, on the Democratic side. And so many independents who were waffling just aren't anymore. And what... Uh, what I was hoping would happen did happen, at least in these particular midterms. More people went out to vote. Um, that's generally the Democrats' real problem, mobilizing the base to the polls. But it seems <clears throat> that uh, having Donald Trump in office has done the one thing that they've not been able to do since... Obama got elected uh, the first time, get their base moving in, 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 in off years. Um, it's just, it's, it's been, you know, it started, so Obama got elected in 08, and we started to see the Republican and Tea Party sweeps of every midterm uh, since. And Maybe, finally, you know, at least to my thinking, and uh, please chime in, uh, maybe the Dems have finally seen, oh, it can get worse. <laughs> and uh, sitting on your hands is not going to help. Uh, going and rallying, necessarily, is not going to help. Protesting is not necessarily going to help. Going to the polls, on the other hand, uh, in in great numbers, can flip seats, and when you flip seats, you can flip policy, and at the local level, that's where the policy really matters in the first place. Um, you know, seventy-five percent of the time, whatever happens at the top, uh, on the federal level, none of us ever see or feel. But your local, uh, you know, your, your city government, your state government, like you feel that every day. And, uh, 
Yeah, so I was I was proud that the the Democrats in the states necessary uh, that had elections they got out and they went and they uh, they held seats and they flipped seats, which is really hard to do to flip an incumbent in uh, in any in any election. So I think what was going on a lot a lot of it was. Um, I think people kind of get this in their head, like, it'll kind of take care of itself. Like, the other guys are going to fight, and it's, it's going to kind of, right, it's going to stay within this range, we'll be all right. I don't need to necessarily go down and vote. But I think that the constant, the more and more happening, like, and people are starting to get this feeling, is anyone going to do anything about this? Because right. this is pretty bad, yeah. right? And then every day there's something else, and it just gets more and more unbelievable. And it's like, I think people are probably upset to the point they're like, you know what? I'm going to go do something about it, and that something is vote. Which, I mean, should be one of the first things that you do anyway, but, you know, sometimes it takes, it takes anger to go vote. Mm, I, th I think there's a little more to it than that, too. I don't disagree. I think that's right. You're starting to see a lot of attention on races that you don't normally see attention on. Um, but I also think, and I, you know I'm a huge Obama fan and all that kind of stuff, I think he really screwed over the Democratic Party, the DNC specifically, by leaving them $24 million in debt when he left office, which left, created the opportunity for Hillary to come in and do what she did, which was essentially go, okay, I'll bankroll the DNC, but I get to pick my people, I get to pick, you know, their staff, all this kind of stuff. And that set up a horrendous case. Now, and, and literally, they had no money to start local grassroots kind of campaigns. There was no money left when, when Obama split, you know. So uh, I'm glad to see that they actually have some money coming back in. They're spending it wisely, and they are creating more local bases uh, to get people out and, and mobilize people, because that's really what it takes. Um, this is where Republicans are great. This is where they have, I mean, they have a machine. Yeah. Uh, the Democrats do not. It's a not terribly, not, not terribly unorganized machine. Yeah, their, their national machine is still amazing. It's pretty good. But uh, the Republicans' local machine is, it's a juggernaut. It's, it's hard. Yeah, it's to ridiculous. Be. So, it's interesting. It is. It is. So, uh, with all that, uh, uh, I think, like I say, I think there's a lot more to chew on, but uh, we're going to let you at, at home out there in podcast land do a little chewing on your own. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course, www.cornerbodega.us, purveyors of urban culture. Come on, let's get back to the party. And we are back, and before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about today's sugar honey iced tea. Uh, for those that don't know, these are things that I or a member of the group that have found that are really cool, aka the shit. Uh, and today's Sugar Honey Iced Tea is Last Minute WikiLeaks. And uh, I'm going to turn this over to Brain Mass to tell us what he found today. Uh, yeah, so uh, just a few hours ago, uh, The Atlantic uh, released a 
an article. It's titled The Secret Correspondence Between Donald Trump Jr. and WikiLeaks. And they basically put a summary together of uh, WikiLeaks conversations through email and instant messages. I'm not sure what they're using to communicate back and forth, but it's their, their history of conversations since, uh, I think, September 20th. 2016 through July of 17. Um, so it's a long conversation. Some of the things that they discussed in there, uh, WikiLeaks was saying, hey, you, sh you guys should send this over uh, Donald Trump's uh, taxes. He said, and they gave a couple reasons. They said the first one was, hey, uh, the New York Times have already published a, a fraction of them, um, so you might as well give us all of them um, for the reason number two, which is we can release them as is, as opposed to going through a, a biased news source like New York Times or MSNBC. So this is from WikiLeaks uh, saying that to, to Junior. And then the third reason was, if we release these, uh, basically it'll show that, hey, we're releasing information on both sides, not just Hillary, and then that'll make us more credible, and we can help you out that way. Um, that's just a really interesting conversation <laughs> in itself. Yeah, well, we were we were talking before the show, and I'm like, so uh, they were colluding to to not look like they're colluders. Like <laughs> that's so yeah. ridiculous. It's sort of an inception. Yeah. Collusion kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except, <laughs> collusion exception. <laughs> so nuts. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what yeah. happens with that over the next week. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I uh, with this with everything that has been coming out about everything that was going on during the campaign and you know, it's funny that uh Every everything seems to fall one degree away from Donald Trump. <laughs> Just like it almost touched him, but we didn't talk to him directly. You know, it's well, that's just being you know, smart. But I think the biggest thing about, about this. Hillary too? I mean, no, she she kept a decent distance most of the time. I think the most interesting thing that comes out of this will be he's already testified. Yeah. Uh, at least before the congressional investigations, I don't think he's. Uh, had to talk to Mueller yet, but if he lied and didn't disclose this, this? whole chain of stuff, <laughs> that's perjury. I mean, you're fucked. That's federal time, and they don't mess around with stuff like that. No, federal time some, would not be his fun. dad will pardon him. Yeah, probably would. Yeah. yeah. Then I think, then I think you'd see because there is a provision in the government where if the cabinet votes to uh, impeach you, then they can start the impeachment proceedings that way. I think you might see that at that point, which would be a big deal. All right. Hmm. To impeach him? So, yes, you can be the, the Congress can come and have a vote to impeach you or not. Yeah. Uh, but there's another one where your cabinet can vote that we have no faith in you, and that can start impeachment proceedings as I well. I didn't know that. Yep. So a lot of people have been putting heat on the cabinet members to go, you know this guy's a jackass, and he's <laughs> in our country, you need to get the ball. That is hilarious. Interesting. We shall see. So you think if his son is... If he goes and Convicted pardons Trump and he Jr. pardons him, that you think they'll yeah. start it? Yep. <clears throat> Somebody will start it at that point. Interesting. I, uh, you know. <clears throat> what do you think of his constant um, uh, flip-flop on how he feels about Russia? 
I mean, did you hear what he said today? That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I didn't so, hear what he said today. I heard what he weekend, said over the weekend said, about. He said, I believe, I believe he didn't. Today I believe he, he said, believes that. So that's what, t- what he said today. Okay. As he comes down, he goes, Well, I mean, I didn't say I believed Putin. I think I believed Putin thought he believed what he said. <laughs> okay, this is getting very confusing oh and God. stupid. Well, it's, kind of, it's like he he doesn't want to offend him, but he doesn't. Like, he's in a really bad position. Oh, yeah, all the way around. To, I mean, for me, it would be a no-brainer, but, you know, he obviously feels the need to continue his bromance with him. I, I think it's probably more, that's more of a financial relationship that would be mm-hmm. interesting yeah, to have. Absolutely. That would really I agree. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think there's some financial entanglements yeah, in there. So yeah. Yeah. I just, I, when they said that this morning, I was tricks. like, what does he have on Trump? Uh, probably that a just, billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that just will not let him just flat out say... Yeah. He's financing, You're lying. He's financing gigs, for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, uh, we have uh, have had some very uh, interesting conversation today, to say the least. Um, and I will say, uh, I am not uh, personally a huge fan of WikiLeaks, but today, WikiLeaks might be the shit. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to end this podcast and way in all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is to good times with good people.